0: Laura Cypro, and we're talking about a topic that should be talked about. It's mom shaming, mom shaming, and why it hurts more than it helps, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, We know, you know, by nature, motherhood, very emotional, Uh, it's a journey that we walk down, it's filled with a number of choices, how you raise your kids, how you mother your children, the choices that you decide to make, Um, you know, how... How are you supposed to discipline your children? How are you supposed to feed your children? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, sometimes we look at other families making maybe different choices than we're making or other families looking at ours, questioning what we're doing or why we're doing it. Um, And then all of this leads to what I consider the unfortunate event of mom shaming. Um, Moms being shamed by other moms, whether it's a friend, a family member, your own mom, um, it happens and it's awful. Uh, Laura, you're here with us, you're with Intermountain Healthcare. Um, you treat children and adults both for emotional needs. Talk to us about this mom-shaming scenario and you know what it is, how to manage it, what to do if you experience it and you know, ultimately, how to avoid it. It's such it's such a bad thing.
1: Right, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's really um, an unfortunate kind of phenomena that's happening now for a lot of reasons. And, you know, what it is is mom shaming is kind of, you know, criticizing a mother for a choice that she makes that's different than the choice that the mom, you know, doing the shaming has made or would make for her child. Um, And, you know, I think that it's, you know, incredibly harmful, right? Because it's, you know, one, just first of all, a little unfair, Um, you know, moms are not the sole caregivers of children, right? We also have fathers who are involved and they are never really the targets of shaming. um, And that's kind of a double standard. Um, And then we've got, you know, Grandparents that might be involved. We've got nannies, daycare providers that all have kind of a say in, um, you know, how a child may be raised or what choices are made for that child. So it's really unfair to the mom to kind of point her out and say, you know, that she takes all of the blame or, you know, she makes, you know, she deserves all of the credit for the choices. Um, and it also doesn't take into account the fact that moms you know, have different constraints, right? Maybe their, you know, financial situation is different than another family. And so the choices that they make for their own kids are, of course, going to be different. Um, Maybe there's a single mother, you know, who doesn't have access to all of those other supports. And so, of course, her decisions are going to be different because of that. And then all kids are obviously not the same. um, And one size doesn't fit all, of course, you know, um, we can't... Claim to know what works best for your child versus another child um, because everyone's so different.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the key point right there. Everyone's so different. Every mom is different. Every family is different. Every child is different. And, you know, it's one of those things that just makes me just want to say, come on, man. It takes a village to raise just one child, let alone multiple children. And I mean, we need to be a united front of moms. We need to support each other and and pat each other on the back just for keeping these tiny humans alive.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I I think, you know, rather than criticizing and shaming and critiquing other mothers, we need to be supporting each other and lifting each other up. You know, moms wear so many different hats in our lives. Um, You know, women are... Not just mothers anymore. They're coworkers, you know, employees, partners, leaders, athletes, et cetera, et cetera, and. I think mom shaming creates this really high, unreasonable expectation for mothers that you know we are defined solely by how we raise our children versus that just being one part of who we are. And then that sets women up to fail, you know, and not meet that expectation, um, you know, and question and become insecure about their choices and their parenting abilities. And so as as women we can't add to that you know we can't pile on we have to be lifting each other up
0: yeah 100% and when you talk about you know it it becoming this expectation that is unattainable and these are expectations that we're putting on ourselves that are being set by someone else in a negative way these aren't even positive expectations that we are you know like shooting shooting for the stars for they're negative ones coming from criticism
1: right and that's why I think it's so painful right if you think about kind of the definition of shame right as this emotion you know that is intensely powerful and kind of comes from this belief that we're flawed or we've done something wrong right it doesn't motivate it doesn't help us create change or do something different in a positive way it just kind of feeds further anxiety and further stress and insecurity
0: and we never know from, you know, an outsider looking into a family, looking into a mom situation. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We just see the very surface of what it may be. And, and so then to, for someone to take just a surface view and criticize that, to shame that.
1: Right. I think that you're making a really important point here. And, you know, I often like to visualize things. And, you know, I think about that picture that's, I mean, pretty famous and out there. I'm sure you've seen it, too, where there's, you know, an iceberg floating in the ocean and above the water is like 10 percent of the iceberg. And then below the water level is the remaining 90 percent. And that's really kind of how we need to be thinking about other families. We just don't know everything that's under the surface. You know, moms and families are not sharing everything with us. We see what we see, but we don't know everything that goes on. And so that makes it impossible for us to judge the choices fairly, of course, right, that other mothers are making for their kids.
0: Yeah. And then on top of that, we're in the middle of a pandemic and everyone is is making choices for themselves, for their families, for their children that make the most sense for them. For, for whatever environment or atmosphere that they're in at that moment, be it you know, child care, sending my child or not, school, sending my child or not, work am I can I work from home? Do I have to go to work? What, what does that all look like? And then being judged for those choices.
1: Right. And that looks different for every family, of course. And I think it's extra hard in a pandemic to not be invested in the choices that other families are making, because it feels like maybe it'll have a direct impact on you and your family or your child's health. Um, But it's really not helpful to criticize those choices, Um, you know, first and foremost, again, because we just don't know what's going on. But also, this is a novel virus. There's so much that's unknown about it. So we're all sort of shooting from the hip a little bit and trying to determine what's best for ourselves based on whatever information that we have, um, and it's a hard thing to do. And because it's a brand new virus, and so much is unknown, you know, we're all a little bit uncertain about our choices, right? So we have, you know, anxiety about just not knowing what's best, and and trying to do what we think is right. Um, but maybe that looks different tomorrow, and that changes. Um, and you know, all of that is happening in the context of whatever other regular stresses we have. Um, So it's a particularly hard time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, uh, which is such a great point to remind our listeners, is that with the pandemic changing daily, we also have to change what we're doing daily based off of information, different choices that we're making for our families, for our kids. And we shouldn't be, as moms, talking of mom shaming, we shouldn't be blamed or criticized for maybe changing our mind about something. Maybe we'd been doing
1: something for right. a month,
0: and now we've decided to do it differently because that's what we feel is right.
1: I was thinking about sort of putting this in the context of you know how do we support other moms when those choices might be changing or when they are different from our own, and you know I think it's easy to you know look at a choice that's different from the one that we make and think about it as like a critique on our choice or a dig at what we're doing and, and find it kind of challenging. But you know as we've been talking about, we really need to support other moms at this time in one way to really do that is kind of reframe our thinking about that choice, try to move away from seeing that as a challenge and a critique and understand maybe, you know, come from the point of view of what is happening for that mom um, that led to that choice? You know, to use your example of, you know, whether or not kids should be at school or whether that's the right choice for your family right now. You know, maybe think of that in the context of, maybe this mom has a child who has special learning needs and she needs the support of a professional and she doesn't have the training that she needs to be successful, with um, online schooling from home. So the choice for her is to put her kid back in school. And if we think about it and reframe our thinking, like, you know, what is the struggle that this mom is having that led to her choice? It helps us sympathize and it helps us, you know, I think find support a little bit easier rather than moving to shame or or critique.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're talking about kids and, and of course with mom shaming children are, a factor of that and the choices that we're making, but with the mom shaming, it also affects the kids too.
1: Absolutely, it, it certainly does, and I think it affects the kids, um, you know, in a lot of different ways. I think primarily when when we're as a mother, a victim of mom shaming, you know, we tend to then get anxious, right, about our choices and our parenting abilities. And when a mother is anxious, they actually tend to over-parent. Um, and over-parenting, right, if we think of, you know, those helicopter moms, and there's been well-documented kind of negatives to over-parenting, especially, you know, undermining children's confidence and their independence and sort of not letting them fail and make mistakes, which is of course how kids learn. Mm-hmm. And if they're not making those mistakes, they're not having those growth opportunities. Um, yeah, so it definitely can impact the children in a negative way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, just a nasty thing. To, to mom shame. And, and you think, you know, for me as a mom, I would never want to be mom shamed. So in turn, I would yeah. never want to mom shame someone else. You know, it's that circle of love and respect that you give each other. And, and right. you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, not knowing all of their circumstances or, or the choices and, and why they're making them. Um, and to not judge them by that, it's, it just, it just makes me think, you know, just the golden rule, do unto others as you want them to do to you.
1: Right. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. And then just remember, right. As moms, we all want what's best for our kids. And that is sort of the common factor that binds us. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just trying to do right by our kids and do the best for them. And if we remember that, I think it's easier also to support versus shame.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, leave the judgment at the door and, you know, come in with support and encouragement. And, you know, I just always think if you see something that another parent, another mom is doing that maybe you don't agree with, or, you know, it's a, a friend of one of your children and, and you're kind of in this circle together, you know like you were saying reframe the way you're thinking about a situation and and look at it from you know instead of the outside looking in the inside of what that might be for that that mom or that family
1: right yeah and i also think a nice skill to use and i actually teach this to to kids who are a victim of bullies and i think you know of course mom shaming is a form of bullying oh, right 100%. and it's, um something called disarming statements yeah 100% and Disarming statements are a nice way to kind of shut down a conversation and um, kind of just move forward from it, but not be a victim and not bully back. So they're nice, kind of neutral statements. Um, you know, so if you witness mom shaming or you're the victim of that, it could be as simple as saying something like, I don't appreciate when, you know, people question my choices or I would never. I would never tell a parent what to do for their kids or just simply, thanks for sharing your opinion. I'll have to think about that and then done and move forward mm-hmm. and try not to invest too much in it. Because then I think that fuels the shamer, right? If they see they're getting a reaction, they're going to keep going and they're going to keep trying to get their point across.
0: Yeah, exactly. The engagement can just spark a wildfire of criticism. So. In the unfortunate event, because we do unfortunately know that it does happen and that there is mom shaming in our society, in our culture, tools for moms, you know, you were talking about the disarming statements, but you know, what what kind of support, where, where else can they go if a mom is listening to this going, oh yes, my best friend, which using the term best friend and a mom shamer in the same sentence, right? You think, how do I stop this? how How do I how do I tell my friend, or how do I tell my son's friend's mom to to not make me feel this way anymore? Um, or how do I tell a family member that this is how they're making me feel? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I think it's hard, right? But um, you know, communication is key. We have to be. Um, confident enough that we are doing what's best for our kids and we're making the right choices and be okay with setting boundaries with people in our life and saying, I don't appreciate being treated this way and I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. And really support, surround yourself with the people that lift you up. And one thing that might be helpful in addition to the disarming statements is maybe like a break from social media sometimes Mm -hmm. because, you know, we log in and people are posting photos of what they want to represent to us. And that's often, of course, all the good things, right? You know, their kids smiling, right? And behaving, and we're not seeing what's happening when, you know, they're crying and upset and throwing things around. And, you know, so social media, I think also is a place where we can be a victim of mom shaming with, you know, responses and posts and comments, but where we're also inundated with images of perfection and what our life is supposed to look like. And so sometimes if we take a step back and we, you know, disconnect for a little bit that can be really helpful in grounding.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely just and that just goes on a general term for life sometimes just taking that step back, refocusing, grounding, you know. And social media is a blessing and a
1: curse, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to add that I think also as mom's right when we go back to that idea of wearing so many different hats. We also have to take time to, like, just be with ourselves sometimes and, and do some self-care, right? Like, go to that yoga class or, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, call up your friends and go to coffee. Maybe now in the pandemic, it's let's make a Zoom call and let's all just get together um, and have a nice kind of chat and catch up versus just always being on and doing things we need to create space for ourselves.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think that is... So important that, you know, as, as moms, you have a tendency to definitely not think of yourself first and sometimes not think of yourself at all because you're thinking of all of the other things and you do, you need to take a step back and remember that if you, if you're struggling as a mom, as a, as a woman, then everything else is going to have a trickle down effect. You have to have your mind right to make everything else right. Yeah,
1: and there's a lot of data coming out now from the CDC, you know, specifically about how women and mothers and parents in general are being, you know, their mental health is being affected by this pandemic because we are taking on more and we're always in these roles and we don't get that break from kids as much as we used to, right? We're all in the home together, even more so. and, um, so, so women are feeling the burden of that as they often do in really tough times and the rates of depression and anxiety are getting higher. And especially women with really young kids are feeling that too. Um, so for all those reasons, it's especially important that we really take that time out just to take care of ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know for some, you know, they have a hard time, uh, expressing their feelings in regards to maybe looking for that support or saying, I've been feeling this way because I'm feeling mom shamed by someone or a group of people or a family member, but I know that all of you guys at Intermountain Healthcare, you have so many resources for, for people, right. not just women, but for everyone. Talk to me about your, your guys' free emotional health relief hotline.
1: So Intermountain has created this hotline, um, you know, it was, it was created at the beginning of this pandemic, just, you know, based on the knowledge that um, this is adding a whole other level of stress and anxiety to our lives. And sometimes it's hard to know where to go for help. And so this, you um, Hotline is a place to go where you kind of get connected to a mental health provider um, and you get sort of triaged. You can talk through the issues, what's going on. And if you need connected to a therapist or a prescriber for some more consistent kind of long-term care, then this is an easy, easy pathway to get you set up into that.
0: I think that's great. And I know your website is filled with resources as well for people, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can find different links and you can also, you know, go to other places like NAMI and the American Academy of Pediatrics, and they are all um, great places to go to look for um, just information, right, about how kids and um, parents and people in general are being affected by the pandemic and connect to other resources and chat groups and and support groups, um, you know, to add to your, um, I guess, toolbox right now of how to get through this.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, Laura Cypro, thank you so much for being with us, talking to us about mom shaming. Uh, We know that it can hurt, but it's so great to also hear, you know, the resources out there of what moms can do if they're feeling like they're being mom shamed too. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. We're talking about mom shaming, why it hurts more than it helps, And I will just say, just do not judge, just love and support those other moms. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.